This is the Source of Innovation podcast. I'm your host, Robert Rothe. Today, we're recording live at the Saratoga Coworks at 153 Regent Street in Saratoga. And I'm here with Chris Thompson of Dash Metrics. Welcome, Chris. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Yes. Uh, so uh, talk to us a little bit about your uh, latest startup, Dash Metrics. Sure. Well, uh, actually, it was a little slow going before we became a startup. We actually started as a side project. Uh, it was early December 2016, and my buddy Mubs uh, pinged me online and said, hey, I got this idea I want to run by you. Uh, I think it'd be a really cool side project. So we jumped on uh, on Skype, talked about it a little bit. Uh, he said that what he was trying to do was solve a pain point I have for the Share Target Tech Talks, the monthly meetup that I do. And at the beginning of each one of my events, I like to rattle off the stats of what we have for our Twitter followers, our meetup uh, subscribers, um, and how many people we have for YouTube viewers. So I have to kind of go into each of those services, pull out the number, I have to keep track of what it was the previous month, and then I kind of rattle off. And his idea was, wouldn't it be cool if we just had like a dashboard where you could automatically pull that information in, display it, and you could kind of have it look good and present it to your users at the beginning of these tech talks. But couldn't we use this on some of the other side projects and companies we run? I said, yeah, I've been thinking I wish, I wish there was a way I could do that. I'm not a developer, but I actually had this idea for how we could have it shared among teams. He said, all right, cool. Well, let's meet at the next um, Saratoga Tech Out. It was happening on like December 3rd. Uh, and we'll talk about it over a couple of drinks and wings. So we met that night. I ran into my uh, buddy Joe and I said, Joe, I've got this new project. I think you'd be perfect to do the UI UX for in the branding. Are you in? He said, yeah, I'm down. I said, yeah, we'll cut you in for equity. He's like, okay, sounds good. So we spent the next month and a half kind of like working on this project through the holidays. Uh, launched MVP in early January. Uh, got some great feedback. Presented on February 1st at uh, Startup Tech Valley. So I stood up on the stage in front of 250 of my closest friends. Got great reaction afterwards. Like 10 people came up to us. Two potential customers we're talking to now. And they were really encouraging. So all of a sudden this idea that started as a side project and this online Skype conversation quickly morphed into a company. So we incorporated early February, developed the product for the next few months. Uh, and two weeks ago, we launched on Product Hunt. Got about 430 uh, upvotes that day, finished the day in, I think, seventh place. Uh, but more surprisingly, we signed up 550 new users uh, in the 24 hours following. Uh, and we are looking at reporting our first revenue in June. Fantastic. So I remember when you came to my class, you talked a bit about Product Hunt. So tell us a little bit for uh, those who might not be aware, uh, how do you get your startup on Product Hunt? And, and, and you know, we heard the value you got out of it, but talk to us a little bit about that. Sure. Well, like in many things in life, it's, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Uh, so my co-founder, Mubs, uh, in 2016, he was voted the uh, Product Hunt Maker of the Year. Uh, be, the year before that, he, he was nominated. Uh, and I think combined, he has 35 projects that he's been a part of as a developer or, or a founder uh, that he's launched on Product Hunt. So the way Product Hunt works is you have makers uh, and you have hunters. Okay? And hunters are usually people that have submitted a number of different startups that have been featured. Uh, and because Mubs has been involved in the community for so long since really the inception of Product Hunt, um, he's one of the most high-profile people on there, uh, not only from a maker perspective, but also helping to launch other people's products as a hunter. So uh, we knew all the different steps that we needed to do to be able to launch on there. We needed to have our ad copy ready. We needed to have screenshots. We needed to be able to um, gather our tribe, if you will, to let them know, hey, we're going to launch on Wednesday, April 19th. Be ready for it. We're going to send you an email just letting you know that we've launched and we'd love your feedback. Because the big thing on Product Hunt is you don't want to ask for people's votes. That kind of cheapens it. But you want genuine feedback. If somebody sure. likes your idea, they're going to upload it. If they don't, they're going to leave a comment or a suggestion. 
So then we found a very influential uh, uh, hunter, uh, Eric Wills, who's very popular online, has helped a lot of different entrepreneurs and startups to launch, and asked him, hey, would you mind hunting us? He goes, absolutely. So he's based in Los Angeles at 12.01 Los Angeles time, 3.01 Eastern time. He launched us on there. Mubs was online, put the ad copy up, uploaded the images, and said, oh, thank you so much for hunting us, as if it was like a surprise, but yeah. this was six weeks in the making. Right. Uh, and then throughout the day, uh, it just kind of ran away, started getting a lot of uploads. Uh, one of the biggest things to be able to foster the community around your product is to be able to be responsive to people that post things. So every time somebody would post a comment, one of us, uh, Mubs or I, would jump in and we, we'd reply. We had a lot of great uh, product feedback. Uh, we had a small bug. Spelling's not our strong suit. We spelled uh, a couple of words wrong in a graphic image. Uh, and Joe, our graphic designer, was actually on vacation, vacation in uh, Dominican, Dominican Republic that week. So those spelling mistakes were on the site. We've actually left them there. It's kind of like an Easter egg. It's like, yeah. yeah, we misspelled something, but it's there. So we were really excited about our, our product on launch. Fantastic. Uh, so I've been to a number of the uh, Sharatoga events, Sharatoga Tech Talks. Uh, and uh, so talk a little bit about how those events have evolved. Sure. So going back almost... Actually, let's go back like four years ago. Uh, I was working for a startup in New York City, uh, remotely from here in Saratoga. Uh, I'd go down there Tuesday to Wednesdays, and I'd work out of coffee shops up here in Saratoga the rest of the week. Uh, and the Ch Saratoga Chamber of Commerce uh, was starting this group called Telecommuting Group. Uh, and they really were trying to pull together people that work remotely. And they were pitched the idea of maybe having a, a co-working space. Uh, and they specced it out, and it was going to be very expensive and it was split between people that really wanted it and then some salespeople that would use it once in a while. It wasn't the right group. Um, so that was probably a six-month process. And during that process, uh, I met a lot of other entrepreneurs, uh, a lot of startups, and a lot of people like myself that worked remotely. Uh, and we became friends. We started working out of coffee shops together. So the idea to start our own tech-focused tech or startup-focused co-working space kind of gelled together. Uh, I launched Sharetoga Co-working in June of 2013, I think. Uh, and it was great. We'd have team lunches. Uh, we'd get together. We were at uh, 368 Broadway, just overlooking Druthers and uh, Starbucks, equal distance from two of my favorite haunts. And as we had these team lunches, people were like, oh, it would be really cool. You know, I wish we could have somebody come in and talk about this topic. And I said, oh, well, you know, when I worked in New York, I used to go tech meetups all the time. Uh, you know, but there's one every day of the week in every borough. So I was like, well, why don't I just throw one here? Like, I looked around and there wasn't anything going on. There's um, uh, Startup Tech Valley, which is great for companies, uh, and it's awesome down in Troy at uh, Revolution Hall. It's amazing. So I said, well, why can't we do something up here in Saratoga, but that's focused on the individual, kind of ex explaining uh, and evangelizing all the cool things that people are working on right here in our community. And it doesn't have to be startups. It can be developers, product managers, designers, the guy that has an Arduino uh, computer that he's made to um, control his audio center at home. So we launched it in September of 2013. Uh, I created a meetup group. I got a Twitter account. Uh, I tweeted out, hey, we're meeting over at Harvey's Pub on Philo Street. Uh, they have this little library that kind of has a um, fireplace. Uh, I got a projector. I rented a screen. Uh, and, and I just had people shout. We didn't even have an audio system. Uh, and I had no idea who would sign up. I knew I had like 10 people that were sure. really hardcore. Uh, and it ended up 45 people came to that first event. And I sent out one tweet. And we had four presenters that night and ran for almost an hour and a half. It was too long. Wow. Uh, so then I went back in October. We had like 75 people in a room that can fit 35 people. So we literally had most of the people just drinking at the bar. I said, right. I need a bigger venue. And Harvey's has a great upstairs. It's, it looks good. It's kind of, kind of narrow. 
the only challenge is the audio in it. It's a little loud. Uh, so I bought an audio system. So all of a sudden this like little idea I had morphed into something where I buy a whole bunch of neat toys like projectors and audio system. I'm, uh, I'm shuttling it back and forth between my, my house uh, under the stairs so my wife doesn't know that I bought all these new toys and then bring it out once a month for these tech meetups. Uh, and it's grown in the last three years. So we're just about at a thousand members in our meetup group. Uh, I have no idea how many Twitter followers you have, uh, but we follow them with the same format. Um, I now do it uh, every other month. Uh, I'll, I'll make the announcement on meetup. I'll tweet it out like three weeks before, and then I'll tweet out like a few days before. That's it. There's, I pay no money for promoting. Just, you know, 75 of my closest friends show up and present. Uh, we've probably had, I think, 45 different people present. We have a couple um, repeat offenders who have been there two, three times. You've been up there once. Uh, and it's really just a great venue uh, to be able to highlight some of the cool things people are working on right here in our community. Fantastic. Uh, so uh, you've worked on a few different startups. What prepared you... Uh, and we'll get to that in a minute. What prepared you for uh, entering startup world in terms of what did you do before you got into being an entrepreneur? Sure. So my background is project management. I've been a project manager for, I always say 15 plus years, but I've been saying that for about five years now. So um, I, I really, I got my start um, around the idea that uh, I love working on a project and I like a new subject area each time. That's kind of like really what uh, attracts me. Uh, and each... Uh, job, I'm going to say day job with air quotes here, that I've had has specifically been in different industries. Uh, a lot of people focus on one industry and they have an entire career there. To me, that's just not as challenging. I like the idea of coming into uh, a new startup in New York City that was in uh, advertising tech, ad tech, and not knowing a single thing about how it is and learning. It's fascinating meeting a whole new group of people. So um, I started very early on. Um, I went to RPI, Lely School for graduate school. Uh, it was around 2001, 2002. Uh, and everyone was starting uh, new startups. Uh, it was kind of after the dot-com bubble, um, but there was still a, a great movement in Troy, New York uh, of new startups. After graduating, I moved into the uh, RPI Incubator, which is uh, the oldest incubator, uh, university-run incubator in the nation at the time, uh, and got an office space, hired a developer from uh, RPI, designed the software, literally using sheets of paper and colored pencils and just drawing. There weren't any of these great wireframing softwares out there. Uh, and then would write up, uh, a story, as I called it, because I didn't know what I was doing, handed it off to my developer. He barely knew what he was doing, but we launched a, co uh, a cool product called ePolarity back in 2003. It was around the time American Idol. We did a little uh, Google AdWords, which was a brand new thing then. I spent, I think, $40, and we drove something like 1,100 users to the website, crashed the website, uh, and we were advertising because we were saying, come to our website and vote on American Idol. Uh, crashed the website, realized I needed to learn a lot about software, architecture, uh, so from there, my career kind of meandered, but I ended up working for uh, an ad tech company in New York City, uh, and then a uh, innovation company out in San Francisco, all remote from here in Saratoga. And that gave me a great exposure to cool products, awesome. really innovative people and designers, and I, I started self-educating. Uh, I got some software called Balsamic to do wireframes. Uh, I started reading about how you do uh, um, user interviews. Um, and really kind of following the VOC, Voice of the Customer format. And from there, I launched my second startup called WorkOrder.es, which was a, a real estate technology play uh, where we made it so that uh, tenants could submit work orders to their landlords. Landlords could assign it to their handyman or themselves, and you could track the entire uh, work order lifecycle start to finish, upload pictures, upload completed picture as a proof of life, timestamp everything. Uh, we launched that 2015, uh, got a couple of really big customers in New York City, software kind of took off, but didn't get that hockey stick growth. When I didn't get the hockey stick growth, I was a little disappointed, but the company was profitable. 
So I said, all right, I didn't knock it out of the park, but ah, this isn't going to be the winner. Sure. Uh, so that's kind of when my buddy Mubs came to me about uh, what would become Dash Metrics and, and asked me if I was working on anything. I said, no, I'm kind of... You know, I'm kind of in between. I'm not sure what the next project's going to be. He's like, I think I've got the next project for you. And that's kind of how I've fallen into product management, designing, you know, uh, new platforms, launching new startups. A lot of times you just kind of fall into it. Good. Uh, and a lot of it's, you know, it's surrounding yourself uh, with the right people. Uh, like, how did you meet Mubs and what are some tips you have for uh, networking? How did I meet Mubs? Um, so Mubs at the time that I launched the ShareTooker co-working space back in 2013 uh, was working for a local um, uh, consulting company called Mad Glory. Uh, and he was one of their head developers uh, working on creating kind of the back-end systems that a lot of the, the major uh, game platforms use. Uh, so I had I had met him, I think, at uh, Uncommon Grounds, I think, for coffee one day just to, to meet each other. People said we should talk. Uh, he was, I think, my presenter at my second uh, Tech Talks. I think he's presented at five now. Uh, and we just kind of shared, um, uh, there was a great synergy between us. We shared a lot of the same vision of, you know, you can work on a project as a team. You can create something and launch something that gets worldwide attention right here from Saratoga. You don't have to work in New York City or San Francisco. You might have to live there to raise funding. That's a whole other story. Don't get me started on that. But you can launch really innovative products from anywhere in the world. Uh, and it turns out we have a lot of really talented people here in this area that work for some amazing companies, but on the side, they also come together and work on these cool projects. Um, and that's really something I think that uh, that has cemented our friendship, just the ability that um, anybody can do a startup. Like, I don't mean that to sound to live or anything, but like literally anyone that has an idea that can surround themselves, uh, in my case, with people that are smarter than me, that are really talented, to come together as a project team to develop software to launch it, to figure out your market fit, and then figure out what really takes off. And if that means pivoting, because somebody will pay for something that you will build, then, I mean, you've got a, a business. Uh, and the next step is to take uh, what starts off kind of as a lifestyle business and see if you can scale it to a, a, a venture backable size. All right. I was like throwing a couple of goofy questions out. This one I haven't used in a while. Uh, favorite coffee shop in Saratoga and why? So hands down, um, Saratoga Coffee Traders. Uh, love Death Wish Coffee. Uh, was drinking it before there was ever a Super Bowl ad announcing it to the rest of the sure. world, and they discovered our our little secret uh, Saratoga Coffee Shop. Um, I do. I don't want to give away. I get to do a lot of my meetings there in the back. It's a great place to meet. I know a bunch of the uh, the baristas. Sure. Um, the coffee is amazing. I wish they had a ventilation hood for when they make like grilled chicken because like then I come out smelling like grilled chicken. I'm hungry the rest of the day. Um, but it's a great place. Um, great Wi-Fi. Uh, but it's uh, they have long handmade wooden tabletops that are just amazing uh, to sit at. Um, that's probably by far my favorite coffee shop. If you ask me my favorite coffee, people are going to hate me. Starbucks. Okay. I, I, I like the taste too. of Starbucks. Uh, it's not healthy for me. I get a caramel macchiato with four shots of espresso. It's kind of like indulgent. Uh, and I only do that once in a while. <laughs> when Manhattan floods, which is going to this summer, what businesses do you think will relocate to Saratoga Springs? Oh, man. I would love if we could uh, get... A, a satellite branch, even a small office of Google. Yeah. Uh, so little known, there have been a couple of companies that have acquired Saratoga Springs-based startups and then promptly moved them out of the area, relocate or relocate the entrepreneurs. So I don't want to name drop, um, but there have been quite a few. Google's not one of them, but um, nope, I'm sorry. Yes, Google is one of them. Uh, but I think that 
that Google would fit in really well here in terms of the, the work-life balance and the culture that has that is Saratoga, uh, as well as the, the people in the area. So we have world-class developers, product managers, project managers, designers, marketing people. We have amazing marketing companies here in Saratoga, and their clients are all over the nation and the world, and these people choose to live here because of the lifestyle. And oftentimes, they have New York and San Francisco salaries here in upstate New York, which goes a long way. Um, I think Google would be such a great fit for that, and I think I would love if more of the larger companies would open satellite offices uh, here. I think that'd be really great. Um, but if I if if realistically New York floods when it does this summer, uh, what would I love? I'd love you know the two three person startups. You know the the business CEO guy. That I kind of wear that hat, and the developer that are working on something in in their 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 apartment or their a coffee house or co working space that it gets flooded out. They've got family up here. They relocate for the summer because it's track season. Why wouldn't you want to live here? The rent's high, I know, but there's great resources here. Um, that's really how you build a startup ecosystem and an economy. Uh, you get the two, three-person startups, and you get a lot of them. And you put them into one space, and you have the creative collisions that occur from working in Saratoga Coworks here or working or coming to the Saratoga Tech Talks. Um, and that's something that I think would really build the community. And I think that's what the Saratoga Accelerator is really looking to do. Great. So I'd like to wrap things up uh, by giving uh, our guests an opportunity to kind of give us a couple minutes on their business and how to get in touch with you. So uh, let us have it. Sure. Well, thank you very much for this opportunity. I appreciate it. This is my first podcast. Um, you can get me to ramble on about it many topics, but uh, I, I love the questions you asked me. Uh, so Dashmetrics uh, is my latest startup. Uh, the website's dashmetrics.io. Uh, .io is just a really cute name. Uh, it's an Indian Ocean uh, domain, but it's pretty popular in startup land here. Uh, and we make easily digestible infographic dashboards. Uh, and I know that sounds like a math mouthful, but really what we do is we have a dashboard software that helps marketers tell the story of how their campaigns do. So we target marketing teams or agencies, and we walk through the entire life cycle of a campaign from starting as an email campaign that drives traffic to a website. We show what that occurred on that website, how many unique visitors you had, what you know, what their bounce rate was, how long their average stay was, and then we use we pull in information from like a mix panel or heap analytics that show what did your users actually do on there, what were the pages they clicked, what was the workflow that they did as they navigated through the site. Uh, and then as they sign up for, let's say, a white paper or register for a webinar, that information is put into services like HubSpot. So we pull those kind of stats out, display them on a dashboard, so that a marketing team is able to see what happened during their campaign. Like literally when they hit the go button on the email campaign, how many people, how many emails were sent out, how many people clicked through, how many website visitors, how many um, signups do they have for their webinar or white paper, and be able to show those stats historically how they uh, correlate to previous campaigns. So that's dashmetrics.io. I uh, encourage you to come to our site, sign up. We have a freemium account for individuals. Uh, and I'm pretty easy to reach uh, online. I have no idea what my Twitter handle is, but uh, I'm very active on Twitter, uh, or my email is chris.thompson at dashmetrics.io. Thanks, Chris.